Well, mine's just different. Mine has the thing on the, like, it has up to three dots. And right now it has one dot. And then if I get louder, it gets two. That's two dots. I have to, like, be yelling. Oh. How about that? Oh, oh, is that oh, too loud? That's awful. Get rid of that. Okay. Is that better? <laughs> is this better? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually good. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's that's great. Woo. Don't Welcome worry, we'll cut. We'll show. We Welcome did it. Welcome to the freaking show, and we've done it. Um, so I every time it's like the day before we record, I go, "Oh my god, we have to finish <laughs> <laughs> the curious case of Natalia Grace." And then the day that we record, I go, "What have you been up to?" And I yeah. never remember. <laughs> well, I think maybe the thing too is when I started. And y'all, if you have not watched this, go watch it. When I started The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, I w- thought we would have a lot to talk about because I thought she was going to be a, this villain. And the documentary is actually a, a great docuseries. They did a good job. Um, a lot of times I feel like there's so many true crime docuseries and they'll have like 10 minutes of information that they will just they will just spread over the course of 10 episodes. I would say this series had so much information. Um, but by the time I finished it and I ended up binging it, I realized how much sadder it was than I anticipated. It was so sad. It and was... that she was actually such a victim uh... that I want to revoke everything I said in the episode where we, where I was like, she's an 80 year old woman. Me too. That's why I was like, we have to do a second half of it because where we left, it was like me and you both being like, yeah, she got pubic hair and she's four years old. Okay. <laughs> no, this. Yeah. This girl was like legitimately whatever age that they were told. She was they, a little older. She was like nine or something. Yeah, maybe a little bit old, but not like even prepubescent. Like they, the guy, the detective who got involved in the case, like went all the way to the Ukraine to meet the mother who was like, this bullshit has been going on for 17 years. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. 17 years and like <laughs> she was like yes i should have kept the baby but they told me not to and it was like that was very sad like the hospital's like you don't want this baby you yeah, want it was... to throw it away literally um, it was so sad yeah and basically she ends up being like the parents just wanted an excuse to drop her off like at an apartment by herself and not have to deal with her anymore because i'm sure she had emotional problems which like duh yeah you adopted her from the Ukraine. Like any kid is going to have any kids going to have like emotional problems. And I'm sure like adoption at that age. And she'd been returned from another family. Like I'm sure she'd been through a lot of things. Um, But you just kind of that's you deal with it. Yeah, it was insane. And then afterwards, I wanted so much more. They're coming out with a different one from her perspective. Oh, good. But I got impatient. So I found her Dr. Phil interview. And Dr. Phil is Dr. Phil and I don't say this lightly, needs to be executed. That man... 100%. I, I could not agree more. He's like, now, I know you're 40 years old. And she's like, I'm not. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me read you what the name of the interview was. You just forget that his show is no different than like Maury or Jerry Springer. Okay, this is what the name of it was. Ready? The name of this, the special. Ukrainian orphan child or adult sociopath? I mean, clickbait. You got me. You caught me. <laughs> you caught me. Uh, but yeah, like, God bless those parents that took her in. Here's the thing. Uh, 
okay at the end of all at the end of the day why didn't mm-hmm. they buy her a fucking walker this yeah that why did they i was like what look how easy it was to get her a walker she's moving around she's having a good time with her new family you couldn't buy her a walker and like i was just like how did okay so like from the beginning like the mom you know the mom's kooky you know the dad's kooky they're both fucking freaks not in a good way how much did you hate at one point the dad was talking about his wife like sending nude pictures to people and they were like showing us the pictures i was like i can just imagine it actually i don't need to see this yeah it seemed like it seemed like because the wife refused to do the id (laughs) series they were like here's her pussy literally (laughs) literally literally they're like you're not gonna i was like i would fucking kill myself if if photos of her like sucking her finger and shit like clearly sent to him oh my god it was really hard to look at and they like kept i kept thinking like they must be out of them by now they would just show it on the screen when nothing was going like when it had nothing to do what was going on they'd be like like, that day natalia had a roast beef sandwich for lunch (laughs) and then it's a picture of their mom's tits But I'm sorry, what were you saying? You're saying she was cuckoo bananas. Uh, the mom's crazy. Like, so I'm just like, when I first saw it, I was like, day one, the Disney World story where she's in the bathtub and the mom's like, aye, pubes. And I'm like, okay. That to me, like, really stuck in my mind until the end of the series. And I mean, like, if, if you haven't watched already, you've had your opportunity. Yeah, where, where, where the detective who's met with a medical like professional goes, would it surprise you to know Natalia's never had a period? And I almost fell off the fucking couch. Oh yeah. So did she just have pubes? I think she just might've been a hairy child, but like the mom had lied about her putting like the socks in her underwear and bleeding on them, throw it about the window. The kid never had a period, which like makes sense because she has other medical conditions. The mom was a monster for sure. The mom was such a monster. The dad was also a monster. Yeah. And then you find out that they tried to make the boys a monster where like, you know, we had all the sympathy for the kid in the basement. And then eventually he's like, uh, should I tell them about how we kicked her down the stairs or how mom's- <laughs> there is literally a part in this docuseries, the same as the what's the that's the other one called where the guy confesses at the end on the microphone. Oh, the, that the one's Vicks. the the. Is it called the Vix? What's it called? The... You're close to that. It's like the Hex or the no the. It's the one with Robert uh yes. Durst. Yes. Yes. The Jinx. The, end, the Jinx. The Jinx. The Vix. At yeah, the end, the... and he goes, oh, I, I did it. Could <laughs> you imagine confessing to your crime while you're looking at yourself in the mirror, giving yourself a pep talk? That is insane. So what in the Jinx? Basically, this entire docu series is this guy who's been con- who his who was on trial but got out didn't get convicted of basically three women in his life i think two wives and like a neighbor all died the same way but the whole thing is about him like proving his innocence and then the last scene again spoiler is he's in the bathroom and he left his microphone on and he's literally looking in the mirror like a like a pet talk going oh god they know they know they know i killed those women they know like he just fucking blows it he blows it but i don't know if that's admissible in court that's a weird story too because like when he was a kid his mom jumped off the roof of their house while he was watching um what 
Yeah. Chris and I uh, watched some. Uh, it wasn't the HBO series. It was like another ID show. And it actually had info that wasn't in the HBO jinx. Always. And I mean, that was another thing that the mom of Natalia Grace said. She said ID channel is whack. And I disagree wholeheartedly. It's not whack. <laughs> it's dope. ID uh, channel dope <laughs> AF. Dope AF. Um, and so... Yeah, and then the thing on the the jinx, like they never even told you, like the one woman that he kills was like his best friend who had mafia ties. Like that was not even what? part of that story. It, I highly recommend finding this random channel that I saw at a hotel room one time. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, that like they going back to Natalia Grace, uh, the kid that we felt so sorry for in the basement. He would like them. I mean, I still feel sorry for him. I like, do. I only feel sorry if he was a kid. Like, yeah. But, like, the way that he, like, you know, still trying to protect the dad and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the mom made him piss on the sister's bed. Yeah, because she would always pee herself. No wonder they don't even have, like, a, probably a handicap accessible toilet. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I felt very bad about my initial assessment of Natalia Grace. Me um, too. But that's the why it's second- a good docuseries. Absolutely. I really wish we had waited to speak on it till we had. <laughs> I'm really afraid to listen back to us talking and be like this crazy cunt ass 80 year old. And then like a day later, I'm like, oh, God, I was really they really pulled a fast one over on me, huh? They did good. That was a great. Yeah, that was a really, really good documentary series. So highly recommend. We just spoiled it, but you won't have to feel as guilty as we feel about your initial judgments if you watch yeah. it, knowing what we know now. You're welcome. And also, like, the dad, if anything, watch it to just watch how the dad is. The dad talking, he is the most interesting, like, looking, expressing person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The part where he's, like, (laughs) he gets, like, well, I also think he's, like, a big phony, too, because he'll be, like, reading something, and then he'll be, like, like throw it or whatever and you're like nobody acts like this in the whole world he reminded me of people from my acting class in high school what i will the one part where i lost because he it's so good because it really does like at least for me like roused up a lot of complicated feelings because i know he's a monster but like i found myself being like oh god i don't know i feel for him a little bit because of his son and but like the one point, basically he talks about how awful his ex-wife is and that his ex-wife used to like use se- hold sex over his head to get him to do stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then he literally shows us these text messages of their divorce. And she's like, come over here and I'll fuck you. But you have to give me full custody of the kids. <laughs> and he does it. And I'm like, I have absolutely no empathy for you, you fucking idiot. You're the one. If I was your kids and I found out you gave up custody of me for, for, to have sex with my like I was a like, mid mommy pussy. I was like, dude, <laughs> that was not her. Like that was on you, my guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was one of the funniest things where he was like. And so I, I was weak. I went over there. It's like you did like uh and then you gave her custody? Like, why didn't you you still signed the papers afterwards? That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. It's so crazy. Like, the other part I really enjoyed was, and this was like, you know, at the at the end of the act two, where like you introduce a new character for no reason and you're like, what is he there for? So when they introduce the other little person, that was there's this other little person that comes into play. And we might have 
we might my favorite yeah (laughs) i was just saying we this might not make sense to anybody we might have (laughs) but what did you think yeah this other little person comes into play that i guess the mom was trying to fuck she was crazy and then she was trying to get him to fuck her daughter was the was the implication i was getting out of that oh yeah when that when he freaked out yeah so he was like no that's a little girl and then I just liked him because he's like, man, I got a lot of pussy. None of it's ever been from another little person. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Yeah, she tries to set him up. He's like, he's like, I was offended that she wanted me to fuck a little person. I'm a little person, but I would never. Yeah, that was insane. That was very funny. And his house is just so full of shit. But again, <laughs> he at least has a like mobility chair for the house. Like, I could not believe the lack of resources they provided for their daughter. Like from day one, it, yeah, you couldn't get her a cane or I don't know. I was so yeah. mad by the end that of is, it. Yeah, it was insane. That is so true. <sighs> yeah, crazy. And I take back all the statements I said previously to Talia. When you listen to this, my deepest apologies. When you I listen you to this justice. and become a when when Natalia Grace sets up our Patreon for us, um... <laughs> when she inevitably does stand up comedy. Yeah, she's gonna have to. She's gonna go on tour with like Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> is Honey Boo Boo doing stand up? Um, did I never tell you this story? Oh, this is a good. This is a Noni's deep cut. Uh, so this is before I. This is during quarantine. Before, like, I gave you the mic before it passed over. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan had like a connection through somebody where they knew like reality TV producers. And Honey Boo Boo wanted to do comedy. She wanted to do stand-up comedy. And I think she's like 15 or 16 at the time. And so, like, we were in Noni's, and they're like, basically what it would be is, like, everybody's going to do, like, a minute so we can get some, like, B-roll. And then she's going to go up there and do her thing. And so, like, I had... um, I, I talked to, like, the producers, and then there, I was like, there's another venue that I was running, like, the Stratford down in Avondale, and I was like, that might be a better venue just, like, for filming, because Noni's is so, like, crowded and cramped with booths and stuff. Like, you mm. won't be able to do that. And, um, like, I had a little lineup. I was like, hey, if we have a show, you want to do this? I think it was, like, going to be, like, maybe me, Catherine, Mandel, and Shawnick or somebody. Like, I had, like, a little list. And then mm. they wound up not doing it. Like, I guess she Ugh. was, like didn't want to do it but it was it was very close to getting to open for honey boo boo god i'm so fucking pissed that didn't happen i know that would have been uh the highlight of of whatever season for atlanta comedy that would have been <laughs> that would and then there awesome. would be people mad like why didn't katie ask me to open for honey boo boo for one <laughs> minute like you know what i mean like people have been like i've been grinding and hustling and i want to open for honey boo boo for 35 seconds she only got to open for honey boo boo because she's a girl yeah oh <laughs> uh, god things are weird but <laughs> life is weird everything's weird what else um, is going on with you what's so weird i was just thinking about comedy <laughs> like just like people like that being an opportunity like <laughs> that being a coveted opportunity (laughs) and it's like it would have been just like any other bad opportunity always is where it's like hey we've got do you remember that guy who went viral in 2007 he's gonna be (laughs) at fifth stage so whoever wins the competition gets to open for old ham hammy hammerson (laughs) 
But the thing is, if you had been on Honey Boo Boo, that could have been a credit. Like people could have brought you on and been like, you know her from Honey Boo Boo. God, I wish I was Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Do you? No. Would you switch lives with Honey Boo Boo? Is she dating? No. Isn't she? Wasn't she like a teenager dating a fucking adult? Wasn't there? Yeah, some... that's what I liked about it. Um, <laughs> no, I would never. I wouldn't trade lives with Honey Boo Boo. Uh, that sounds like a miserable existence. If you had to trade lives with one reality TV person, who would it be? Oh, man. It's been... I don't watch a ton of reality TV, so... Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. Uh, I have... I don't know. I always wanted to... I always thought it would be cool to be on the real world when I was in high school. I've never seen that. That's how old I am. I'm 100 <laughs> years old. I really like real world Paris and I thought, oh, I could I could do that. What's it about? What's the concept? I'm not here to make friends. Is yes. <laughs> it's um, seven strangers living together in a house like. It's literally Jersey Shore or whatever other show like it's just more dissimilar people. Mm. Yeah, I like a concept for sure with my reality TV. Like I could get behind that, but I like a common thread. I don't like just strangers. If it's if it's just them hanging out, then they gotta have like it's gotta be a Vanderpump or Real Housewives. And I don't even watch that much of that. But I, I need a concept. I feel like Real Housewives definitely is more of like the newer version of what Real World was. Cause Real World they still had to like get a job and like Maybe they'd start dating somebody or they'd do a local event or whatever. But it wasn't like road rules where you had to do like challenges. So I feel like I feel like Desperate Housewives is closer to the, the second because they're like, all right, we got to throw a party tonight. And it's like, do you? What's road rules? Uh, so there's real world, which was like in a house and then road rules, which is uh, how uh, Theo Vaughn and Christina P got kind of famous because they were both on road rules at some point. I would go on a reality TV show right now. What what would be like? Would you do like a travel one? Well, you kind of you kind of did one. <laughs> I did one. You kind you kind of did one. I, Don't forget. <laughs> I'm trying to forget. I kind of did one. It has not come out. I listen. It was a reality TV show that was around stand up comedy. And I got scouted to do it from someone that saw me do stand-up comedy. And she asked me, how long have you been doing it? I said, six months. She said, <laughs> that's great. We want people. We have everyone. Everyone on the show has been doing it for a long time. And we want people like a, a an array, which a diverse array of experience, which at the time I thought was awesome. Now, I think anyone putting a camera on someone that has been doing comedy for six months <laughs> has a personal vendetta against me and I pray I really thought I was eating on this competition like I would want a couple I won a competition and I was like I am the best and I would I hope that never sees the light of day because of that I don't think it will if it hasn't already yeah. I don't think it's coming out I'm also so fucking skinny in it because they didn't have any food we all lived in this literal <laughs> it's just like a warehouse in, in Atlanta that was like an Airbnb warehouse none of the walls touched the ceiling and I told them my dietary restrictions vegan gluten-free and like whoever was craft like fucking dropped the ball the first couple days but I was so nervous to be there that I didn't really have an appetite anyway so I look fucking gaunt on this tv show 
I look, I am, I am serving hungry. They did not <laughs> feed me. <laughs> Please feed me. They're like, here's a piece of bread. <laughs> we got a piece of bread with some meat on it, bitch. Film like, it. Film her having a stomach attack for, <laughs> for content. <laughs> but I would totally go on. Honestly, I know I'm very happily in it. Oh, I would love to be on the circle. I think I would kill on the circle. Do you I've seen that? I've seen a couple episodes of the circle. I mean, and that's basically so where that. you're trying to pretend you're someone you're not. And some then everybody people. gets to vote. Some people are. Some people are yes. themselves. And then everybody votes who leaves or who's lying. Yeah. I forget the people vote someone out every it's usually two people that pick someone to leave every week. And if they think you're a catfish they'll make you they'll want you gone they don't like catfishes oh okay and wasn't lance bass on one of them was he i've not seen all of them i don't know if that's accurate (laughs) i feel like it's something i heard i think i could successfully i think if i got on the bachelor i think you can go on the bachelor in a relationship and i don't mean like they want you to but i think like love is blind shows like that like you it will be end up cheating like emotionally you'll have these romantic but i think you could successfully go on the bachelor and never have a romantic connection with the one dude that's there oh for sure so i think if i could do that and like just have my little like you know start something get get my following that way i'm i'm open to anything big brother put me on i think i would be great if you're the girl on the bachelor who just pushes the other girls in the pool <laughs> Like, not obviously, but you, like, walk past, like, Tiffany, and you just, like, bump her, and you're like, oops, sorry, and then you look at the camera. Like, you'd be a star. That'd be I'd be in the, and I have a love affair with a different one. Let, let's get some bisexuals on this show. I, why not? Literally. Why not? Uh, there is the, the uh, I don't know what the title of it is, but there's a lesbian. The uh, Queer Ultimatum? Yeah. I think have you watched it? I watched Katya and Trixie so good do the recap and I was like oh this is what this is like real really like it felt much more real than any other thing I'd seen it was very good. they all they fell did... in love immediately yeah they did a heterosexual version of the show which I had watched years ago and that one was awful it was so bad I had to fast forward so much this one was really good I made everyone on the bachelorette trip I was on watch it and <laughs> This one woman who at the beginning was like, I am the straightest girl ever. Halfway through the trip, she's like, I want to go home and watch Mal on the ultimatum. <laughs> she like had the biggest crush on this girl from the show. Oh my gosh. So. So. You're changing hearts and minds on these bachelorette trips. Remember guys, <laughs> if you don't think you're gay, just go off of your birth control. Do you ever worry that if you go off of your birth control, <laughs> you'll become a lesbian? Do you ever worry about that? I have this fear. <laughs> that's never that's never crossed my mind, but go on go off. I have I have this I have to get my IUD changed soon, which is something I am not looking forward to. And it was so painful getting it in that I for a while was considering just leaving it out. But then I really did have this fear where I thought I've been on birth control since I was like 14. There's always been these hormones in me. And I've read that sometimes when people go off of it, like their attractions and stuff change. And I was like, if I go off of this, I will for sure be a lesbian. And not that that's something I'm like, I would 
I'm just in a relationship with a man. So that would really throw a wrench in things. I would, I, I would have would. to change my life. Like I'm busy right now. No, Zach would have to change his life. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> Why am I pulling all the weight? <laughs> um, have you had any good shows this week? I got back yesterday. Oh, okay. Ugh, oh, okay. Sorry. But <laughs> I had three shows yesterday that were f- at my that were good. My second, my last show of the night. I thought, you know what, Tamar. I was getting sick and tired of telling my jokes. I'm going to try something brand, brand new. And I'll be honest, it bombed so hard. (laughs) Everyone Everyone on the show was killing, killing, killing. The audience was hot. I was already like, I don't know. I was sick and tired of telling telling these. I'm just tired of telling my jokes. Tried this new joke. It bombed. But I will tell you, you know, I did dig myself out of there. I had to work hard. But I got, I ended up getting them. It was bomb. And then I would say a recovery period of like two minutes of them being like, she just sucks. And then I got them back and it ended strong. Oh, good. What was the new joke? It's about the bachelorette trip. Okay. And uh, about how I said it was my first bachelorette trip. And I said, people keep asking me when I tell them I went on it. People keep asking me like, oh, did you get along with the other girls? Did you get along with the other girls? And I'm like, what about me gives off that I wouldn't get along with a large group of women? I mean, no, we didn't get along. I hated those bitches. Uh, <laughs> and then I went into this stuff of this, this other stuff about the bachelor trip, and that did good. And then, you know what I realized when I was up there? I was like, you didn't really have anything. You didn't really finish. You, I was a little too casual, I would say, about it. Because there was a line that, like, I remember off stage. I was like, hmm, I got to think of a punchline for this. And then he called my name and I thought, I guess maybe it'll just come to me. And hey, spoiler alert, they didn't. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's been taking my class. <laughs> I go, you know what? Punchlines are great, but you can probably think of one on the fly. <laughs> no, I like that that premise. I just, yeah, I think I, like just imagining you embellishing it. And it's like, no, I didn't hate those fat, ugly, <laughs> dumb sluts. That's so funny. Well, I talked about being the gayest one there and about yeah I, I and then I basically the thing that felt that that started could have been somewhere if only I had had a punchline was I was the gayest one there yada yada a couple things about that that went okay and then I was and then this did they said we were all um and this is like if you know exaggerated for the joke not the part you think is though not the part you would think but I said the first night we were all drinking and someone was like what's like the craziest place you've had sex like what's the craziest place you've had sex and this woman literally goes oh on my honeymoon to germany (laughs) me and my husband had sex in a world war ii bunker and i said as a jew i was offended but as a jew with kinks i was still offended that is insane that is a crazy (laughs) thing to admit and then it got to me and I went, and this is the part where I have not finished the joke. Okay. And some would say it's the most important part because it's the last part. <laughs> and then and then I got to me and some I said would say. <laughs> I said, Oh, one time I had sex with this girl in and they all went, Whoa, 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 Tamar, that's offensive. But I don't even know what I said. I said something about I referenced the World War II bunker again. It was bad. 
Huh. That is. I get. I mean, I guess like the craziest place you've ever had sex is a pussy. <laughs> to them, yeah. To them. To me, the funny part was that her saying World War II bunker, no reaction. Me not even getting to say where I was because I said girl and they were like, whoa. They're like, that's enough. Good night. Good night, everybody. Turn off the lights. They'll put on their, their Scrooge cap and like nightgown and just shuffle off to bed. You can have the room to yourself. All right. Uh, tomorrow we've booked you a separate hotel room. <laughs> so uh, as you can imagine, it fell flat, but I got him back. You got him you back. Know, sometimes you just got to give yourself that challenge. Sometimes you just want to feel a little alive. You say, can I lose them completely? <laughs> uh i know i know a thing or two about losing them completely <laughs> did you have any fun shows this week um i did so i i've been trying to make it uh a goal if you will to go to at least one show that i'm not on that's great katie and in doing so become put on the show uh awesome. so like smart on sunday i went to an i'm listeners freaks don't don't do what I did. Don't pay, don't ever pay money to go on stage. Like if if somebody says give me some money, you don't have to. Um, but that's pretty common though where you are, right? It is very common, and it seems as though the five dollars is not like so you can go up and perform and the host can make money. It's like because comedians don't buy shit, and so this is the only way the venue is going to make money with a bunch of cheap asses who want the time so like i do see that like in atlanta i would never i would be like oh let's put this in the discord you know what i mean like this is gonna be some shit um but i did pay five dollars to get in a bucket tomorrow what so it wasn't even guaranteed wasn't even guaranteed i did get up i did okay basically like to it's a place in santa monica called the crow which is like a woman-owned comedy club in like cool. uh it feels very like you know like we're um like joe pettis and like hissy fit have shows like those kind of brewery type places where it's like other little pla- i mean it's not a strip mall it's like a compound almost a strip club <laughs> it's a strip club <laughs> that's um, right and so i went there because it was like it was all female comedy that's cool and jackie cation was gonna be like doing a q a after and i was like that's worth five dollars i gotta get out of the house let's do it yeah i did get my name pulled out i did three minutes very solid yes um, and i don't know like if they're gonna like pick me for like the showcase like, like it was like some audition thing that i wasn't even like there for it was just like i just want to do time whatever yeah um and so that was cool and then um, also, if you killed a three-minute spot at an all-female show and they don't book you, right? Um, I want my money back. I would say I was in the top like three sets. Like there was oh, yeah. one lady who had kids and she did a really good set. Her, I don't remember her name. I feel like it was Becca, but I know her initials were like BK, and or her name was Burger King. And <laughs> <laughs> um, then Esther Steinberg was there, and that's Noah Garden Schwartz's wife, and she was very oh, funny. Yes. And there's a couple other people there. There's like it was like literally 25 people on this mic, all in three minutes. So eventually, I got a little tired. My favorite part was um, where, okay, so like you have to like it's, there's so so many rules around here. So they're like, okay, you have to if you came and did the mic, make sure to sign up on our 
Google Doc so we can have your name and contact info. And I did that as soon as I walked in because I'm a rule follower. <laughs> Good girl. And the mic's over. The owner of the club goes, okay, so everybody do this. And she made sure all the people who got pulled out of the bucket were there. And then I hear on the mic, like I'm outside smoking a cigarette. I hear her go, Katie Hughes. And I like, <laughs> <laughs> so I run up, I put my cigarette out. And then I'm like, yeah. And she goes, did you sign up for that? I was like, yeah. But, but, uh, what was she asking had i had i done the thing i was told to do immediately upon entering the building which was two hours prior i was like yeah i did that already damn they're diligent about it. they're really following up yeah and so then i go back outside to finish my cigarette and i hear the woman go should we close the door well uh what if people like so I, the way she said it was so weird because all on the mic and then she goes <laughs> who smokes anymore and i'm just oh. outside smoke being the only one smoking a cigarette going me smokes uh so that was fun i enjoyed That's, that i was gonna ask do you think do you are do you notice do less people smoke cigarettes in la less comic smoke uh less comic smoke but every armenian in glendale smokes <laughs> so we're me and the old men are having a great time <laughs> i did a show last night at the glendale room which is like a mile from my house Nice. And after the show, all these all these young youngins were there and they were all smoking cigarettes. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Smoking Did you ask, cigarettes. can I join your guys' smoke circle? They already thought I was hilarious. So I was in. You are in, girl. I was in. Um, and then what else did I do this week? On Thursday, I went to just watch a show and I wound up getting put on it because the, the last two comedians weren't there. Nice. And I didn't do good. But nobody on the show had been doing great. And the comic that went up before me, I guess, is a celebrity. And then who was it? Can you say? I don't know. You don't know. It was some TikTok dude. It might have been not. No, I think he's in House Party, the new House Party. I just oh. don't know his name. He's funny, okay. but it felt like people were there to see him and then left after he was done. So I went up after him to like just oh, kill, kill time until like other people showed up. Mm -hmm. But I got paid 10 bucks and. They, they were like oh we'll put you on another one so i was like okay yay yeah it was good and then the glendale room was probably the best show of the week um but yeah that was katie good. you're successfully networking i'm doing all the things that i hate to do and i'm making myself do them that's great um, and you're reaping the benefits and i am reaping the benefits so i guess that's a good lesson for anybody i mean i'm not saying like go go bug people but like just yeah go go to the show if you want to be on a show go to the show and be cool 1000 percent. that's all there she is miss america miss oh i didn't this isn't a show but i did do something exciting the other day what you do I already told you, but after the funeral, <laughs> after the funeral, I went straight to Walmart and I bought myself a Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah, that is exciting. So everyone send me your Nintendo IDs. My name's Big Slime. Oh, you're Can Big Slime? That? I'm Big Slime on Nintendo. Is that how it works? I don't know how any of it works. That yeah. was the username. I yeah, Chris and I are um, turd flu TTV. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um but sorry i didn't mean to cut off if, if there's anything else you wanted to say about those shows i just got excited about my nintendo switch oh no that's very exciting 
sometimes you got to treat yourself. I think that's very important. I was very anxious to buy it because um, it was a lot of money. And I normally don't spend that much money on something I don't absolutely need. But you got the rad one, too, where you can, like, play with somebody else. You could put it on the TV. Like, you don't just have the the travel one. I got the whole ass thing. So I'm kind of a gamer girl now. Kind of a gamer now. And tomorrow's birthday's coming up, so you can buy her some games for her Nintendo <gasps> Switch. Please buy me games. I the only game I have right now is Animal Crossing. I will be honest. I will be even more honest and say the whole reason I bought the Nintendo Switch was because I had a very strong hankering craving to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> and the only way to do that was to buy the gaming system. Okay, I've never played. Is it single player? Or can it's you go, sing- go say hello to your friends in it? You can go say hello. So it's single player, but if you got one, we could visit each other on each other's islands. You've never played Animal Crossing? It is so nice. I've only seen it. It seems very like therapeutic as far as video games go. It's so relaxing. It's so fun. I think you would really like it. Okay. Get a little high. Create your little islands. You can name it whatever you want. You can I you can you go fishing, you dig for fossils, you go swimming, you catch bugs. Oh, I like you, to catch you, bugs. You sell things. You you earn you earn nook miles. You travel. <laughs> this one they've really it's incredible. Is there different versions of the game, or if I just buy like Animal Crossing, that's it? You just got to buy the latest. They they come out with like the latest one. It's called uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's fun. And then it's fun to play with the sound on because you can hear all like the the music's nice, and you can hear them like when they walk on sand. It's like, and then when they walk on rock it's like like all the noises all the noises really like kind of like scratch my brain for me and then when they eat the uh, floss candy what was that thing (laughs) (laughs) that was my one of my favorite videos you guys made oh the crystal candies crystal candies yeah (laughs) thank you now i'm eating my crystal candies (laughs) hey you want to see the turd i left in the bowl or whatever (laughs) very good check out check out me and zach sketch on my instagram very good sketch thank you I was very into those candies. Um, I just play. I like. I like the uh, the flagship Mario Kart, and you know, I like the original character games. So anything with Mario, uh, I like the Luigi's Mansion Three. I'm gonna get that, but Mom says we're not allowed to play at the nighttime because because whenever when, whenever we play Luigi's Mansion at nighttime, we get nightmares, and then we write <laughs> Rizzoli and Isles fan fiction. <laughs> That's true. That's clinically proven, actually. It's true because true. because it's bad thoughts in your brain and bad thoughts make you do naughty things like write Rizzoli and I'll stand fiction. <laughs> My mom used to tell me and Cody that scary movies would rot our souls. That is fucked up. Did it Did rot it? my soul? <laughs> right. What a visceral. I have such a clear memory of watching my brother. My brother would always, when it was just my brother and I, there would always be like when my parents were going somewhere, there would always be before they left, probably like about an hour, my brother's six years older than me, of him convincing my mom that it was okay for me to watch a certain movie. (laughs) And he'd be like, yeah, I remember the big one was The Mummy. And he'd be like, it's PG-13. Like, look, like she's cool. Like she can handle it. Like it's only PG-13 because of this, this, and this, and this. They say, they say a bad word, da, da, da. And I remember he had successfully, he had successfully convinced them. And I was always like, yeah, I'm mature enough. 
and he had convinced them to let me watch the mummy while they were gone (laughs) (laughs) and i was good the entire time until it got to the part with the bugs underneath (gasps) the skin and for the next like long time every time i closed my eyes that's what i would see and i remember the next night I was sleeping at my friend Ava's for a sleepover and I had to sleep on the ground and we were talking and then we were like, let's go to bed. And I remember just hearing the sounds of crickets and being like, um, can we keep talking, please? <laughs> that was a visceral moment when the things crawled under their skin and then like up into their brain. I feel that. Because my first big fear growing up was I had saw something on Discovery about leeches and I had to constantly ask my mom if leeches were going to be in my bedroom. She was like, they do not exist in Southern California. No. But that was just a more a bigger version of a leech. And why why in every like adventure movie is everybody always getting covered in leeches? Like even like modern ones where it's like, has this trope not been done? Yeah, y'all are in space. Why are there leeches here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he fell in the he fell in the leech pool that we took to Mars. It's like, okay. <laughs> Like, I watched uh, The Lost City of Z, Lost City with Sandra Bullock. I like that movie a lot. Very oh, good. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I, I, I like a Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, you love The Blind Side. I forgot. Shut up. No. <laughs> I've never like, had one before. Your own room? A bed. A bed. <laughs> I like a Sandra Bullock action comedy. I should probably clarify. A Miss Congeniality. Uh, mm. The Heat. And then this one's really good. The Heat's fun. But then there's, like, a whole scene where... Channing Tatum gets leeches leeches on his butt and on his penis. Oh. And leeches then gave him head. The leeches gave him head. They'd be giving him sloppy toppy. Yes, yeah, interesting because when I give head, they call me the leech. <laughs> Cause I'd be drawing blood. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Big slime in the house. <laughs> you know, in the future, the future that the liberals want, we're gonna have to eat bugs and use leeches for tampons. So oh. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a visceral it is a i would say my fear i used to have extreme, <laughs> i used to have really severe ocd like i was medicated for it it was a big part of my life when i was younger but i would say when that first started really um at the same time that was really coming up for me it's interesting to see the things of the first big things i really like obsessed about and leeches and uh the the bugs from the mummy were definitely one of them was it like where if you didn't do like a a ritual or something you would like think the bugs were coming well i the the bugs was more like just uh an image and an image i would obsess over and think about that i couldn't get out of my mind or wouldn't let myself and then the rituals and stuff would be yeah i guess when i was younger it'd be like if i don't do this the leech will be under my bed but then oh. when I got older, it was, you know, more more like people will die. But it definitely was the leeches are coming for me. Just a mat con- telling myself a leech is here. <laughs> a leech is here. A leech is here. So that's why mom doesn't let me play Luigi's Mansion anymore. Because <laughs> it's too, too too dark, too satanic. It's it's very fun. But it, yeah, play it during the daytime if you don't want to have nightmares. scares me we were trying to play uh like you could play online with teams to like capture more special ghosts (laughs) and chris and i would be like we'd be on either a team with the best player ever we sucked or we would be the worst best players and we still suck so it'd be like (laughs) everyone sucked uh but that it's just really fun 
So can we can we all play together once I get it? Yeah. Because you can play two characters at a time. So like you could be Luigi and Zach could be Gooigi. I want to be Gooigi. Gooigi is fun. He can go in through uh, vents and stuff. So you can suck down into the sewers. I want to be Gooigi. You can't be Gooigi without Luigi, though, is the only problem. But Gooigi be his own. He's never going to be his own man. Because <laughs> he's not a man. He's slime. He's sli- He's big slime. He's big slime in the house. Okay, two things we need to talk about. Okay. The submarine. Mm-hmm. Sympathy? Wow. No sympathy. I have sympathy for that 19-year-old. Did you hear that thing that the sister said where he didn't even want to go, but he went because it was Father's Day? Yeah. Ugh. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. Ugh. So sad. I like... It's interesting. It, I mean, yeah. God, it's crazy. Like, it's just so interesting it's so interesting how I was given a medication from my doctor that is a strong ibuprofen essentially to take for like to do with physical therapy for my knee and it all it is is like it's not a narcotic it's not an opioid it is it's not addictive but it's just a strong ibuprofen that you need a prescription for Mm -hmm. and I have not taken it yet because I've been doing so much research on it and like just really like okay I'll have to I can't drink I'm not gonna drink caffeine all this stuff because I'm so nervous about like getting an ulcer in my stomach bleeding and it's just so interesting that there's people like that and then there's people that will just get on a submarine that closes from the outside that has not that has only gone down three times and there's been so many safety issues i was surprised to learn that it had been gone it it, it wasn't its first run i was surprised people made it out previously but didn't what didn't only happen a few times like a couple times and there had been like a reporter was supposed to go down there and they had to go back up because there were problems yeah it's a bad it was like i mean just all around it's a bad idea like if you look at the design of like the one that like james cameron's getting in or whatever and then you look at the design of theirs like they're not in the same field of like technology do you know what i mean like the one that the people get in like with the bubble and it's like just them in there like that makes a lot more sense to me than whatever but the thing i was telling chris last night was like it is crazy because they're like oh we found we found the wreckage about 1600 feet from the titanic or whatever and i'm like it's crazy because you had to send somebody down there to find the wreckage so they should have just gone in whatever vessel is the wreckage finding vessel literally yes like why didn't you pay money for that it probably was the same price two hundred fifty thousand dollars to die I mean, the American healthcare system will charge you a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) My son needs to get an iron lung. (laughs) Well, we've got one for you. I thought it was interesting hearing them talk about like people, or did you see the video of that guy on Jeopardy or who was like, he was supposed to be on the submarine, but he was like, he literally was like, oh, for his intro, his friend, the guy, the host was like, and you had an interesting, like you have a, ocean experience right and he basically was supposed to go on that thing he's like once in a lifetime experience but his friend his son got married so he's like obviously i was happy to be there but it's interesting to me hearing people describe it as a once in a lifetime experience because i'm like while that may be true there are a lot of things that are a once in a lifetime experience that i don't have any urge to go do 
No. Like, do you think any of these people were all their life were like, God, it'd be so sick to see the Titanic wreckage and from one window and mainly a screen. Like, I don't think it was just presented to them and they're like, yeah, technically it's a once in a lifetime experience, but not one I'm sure they would ever talked about. Right. I didn't even know that, like, because I was wondering, like, how are they all going to look out that front little hole to see the wreckage? So you're saying, well, then I I go back to a point I I was thinking yesterday. Why don't they just watch the footage from, like, James Cameron's bullshit and be like, that's what it looks like. And then you can, like, I don't know, make a little pillow fort at your house. (laughs) Or just do really good virtual. Why don't they just look at it a virtual reality thing? Yeah. I know. I wonder when you have that much money. I am curious in how long you've had that much money. I wonder what the psychological, like, is ramification the right word? What happens yeah. to you at some point psychologically, depending on how you're living your life? Because I wonder if there really was, because a lot, because I wonder what their backgrounds are. And I wonder if there really is that thing of nothing bad can happen to me. I think that is it like especially for the billionaire where he's like I'm a billionaire if they kill me like that's gonna be bad for them so of course they're not gonna kill me the billionaire Hamish and it's like people die every day Hamish no I'm just saying like like Uh, thought process wise like just following that through it's like nothing bad's ever happened why would it start now I just like I mean my parents would never be like Katie we want to take you in the underwater death trap but like for a father to like pressure his son to get in there, like it's just wild. 19 years old. And he knew it like he didn't want to get in it, but he did it for the dad. So I'm like, that's the worst one. Yeah, that's really sad. I wonder what it was like. And I wonder what the conversation was like. Did you think I thought that they were there running out of air, but aware. But I heard that it just com- it combusted, it imploded immediately. Do you think there was moments when they knew they were in trouble and they were like down there or no? I think it I think it imploded within two hours of leaving the big ship, like getting released. I think it was like imploded in two hours. And I bet there's a moment where you hear a creak and you go, uh oh. But I was listening to like some guy on the radio. He said it happened so quickly that like you wouldn't have time to change your facial expression. That's good, I guess. That is preferable. So what happened to their bodies? Like it just it turns into dust? Yeah, like no. like if you took like like a piece of hamburger meat and you went like this and you smushed it, all the little pieces would just go out through your fingers and then the fish eat them. So two out so do you think they even knew something was up? I bet that um uh, well one thing they said was that they dropped the weights. So the weights are what takes you down to the bottom and to drop them was like uh, an emergency sig. Like they shouldn't have had to drop, like get rid of their weights to start going up. So I think they knew something was wrong, but there was no like reversing the amount of pressure quickly enough. Oh my God. I cannot. The feeling I get when I can't find my phone in my pocket, (laughs) I, that would, I would, that that feeling they had when they knew something was wrong would have probably just killed me right then and there. Like, I cannot. I would, I know this is impossible, but I wish there was a way, like, if they had their phones and, like, something was able to upload to the cloud, which I know isn't possible because they were in a submarine, but I would just kill to know 
what any of that was like or what those final moments were that is interesting because like there's no like black box recorder i mean if there was it would have been smushed too because it's like everything gets smushed down there it's not like a plane where it crashes and it can sustain sustain like the the fire or whatever yeah that's so weird oh also the other thing i thought was insane was that the communications only worked so like if this is the boat that dropped them off the communications only worked when they were beneath the ship directly so how is that how's that good so what happened what went wrong was the remote stopped working right and they couldn't what happened I think they just got too deep and it just was like not structurally sound. The remote thing was also insane that it was just like, he was like, yep, it's a Logitech controller. That was the first story I heard about it. And I was like, oh, that's gone forever. A video game remote. Yeah. They got their Nintendo Switch down there. (laughs) (laughs) Just press up. (laughs) Just press A. A. Jump with A. 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 You're just jumping up in the water. Would you rather go on a submarine or go on a tiny little plane that's like a two-person theater um now i'd go go on a plane dude i have no interest in doing brett's dad flies those little planes and he always wants he always is trying to get me to go in it and i'm like i will never ever ever get in that plane with you i think you're a great man also you're a christian and it's nothing against christian i I think that's great but something about like i it's like Christians are ready to go joke. to heaven. It's like Will Foskey's joke. Like, I don't want a Christian doctor. This is, I don't want someone that's like, he's in a better place. This is the better place. But I just have no fucking desire to do that. That's crazy. There's a kid in my high school named Jordan Selleck. And he was a year younger than us. And like, he was very cool. Very, very nice for how cool he was and rich. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like just like a genuinely nice kid. But he was so rich that his parents were like, sure, you can take airplane flying lessons and sure you can go fly this airplane because Hendersonville has a tiny little airport. And so he would fly this four person plane up in the air. And like my two best friends at the time in high school, like we're going to go in Jordan's plane. And, it, you know, also, I think there's a cost thing like for the gas. And I was like, you know, poor and terrified. So I was like, I'll ask my mom if I can go. And then I was like, mom, I don't want to go. Please. I never want to go to this. I'm not even going to ask. Uh, and so it was like the two of them and my friend Lex went up in the air with Jordan Selleck and they, they didn't die. Okay, good. I really thought you were about to just unload something I had no idea about. You're like, did y'all know Katie's four best friends died in high school in a plane wreck? And I wouldn't even be surprised if it never came up until now. That's so funny. You don't think I would have written a joke about that? No, I'm not good at writing tragic jokes, honestly. I really believe this is how I would have found out. And I would have been like, that does make sense. That does. That tracks for me. That tracks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they made it. And I was just like, that's so stupid. Like you're letting a high school boy fly you up into air i can't believe he was allowed to do that yeah i mean like you're definitely not allowed to fly minors like you're not allowed to drive minors when you get your license yeah oh yeah exactly so that's so weird but i mean it was hendersonville in like 2002 so that would have been if i were you and i wanted to go up in that plane that would have been a fight between my mom and i about her not letting me go up in the plane my mom would have had to fight me to get me in the plane <laughs> When my I mom's was like high- cramming me and she's like we paid the 25 you're getting in the plane <laughs> when i was in high school i feel like maybe i would have been more down i don't know i mean uh, you only get you only get one life and i've been in a plane before 
It doesn't think, have to be this tiny plane with Jordan. I think that's the thing too, is none of it seems appealing enough to me that I would like, none of it seems appealing enough to yeah. risk. Like none of the, like I think about like the Taylor Swift concert. I'm like, yeah, obviously I don't want to die for this, but there is a risk of something going wrong here because of the type of event it is. And again, I'm not, I don't want to risk my life, but I want to be here so bad that like that is life and I'm willing to go to that. But like, I don't want to go on a fucking airplane that bad. Okay. I want to put a pin in Taylor Swift. So remember that. But I feel the same way, like, especially with like all the, you know, mass shootings at like movie theaters. Like it is very hard for me to like steal myself to go to a movie theater still. But I'm like, the odds are not really the odds are in my favor it's not going to happen so I feel like that's like a low level risk that I have an an inordinate amount of fear about yeah um the pin and Taylor Swift is Chris told me this and I don't I hadn't heard this he said that there is like some report that when people go see Taylor Swift after the concert they'll be like what was it like what did she sing and they'll be like I don't know (laughs) it was amazing but I don't really remember anything about it. Did that happen to y'all? That is crazy. No, I remembered. I remembered the opening song. She closed on Karma. Um, I remember Look What You Made Me Do. I remember Reputation Era. No, I remembered all of it. Okay. But, and I did even have a little to drink. But I maybe because I peaked before I even got to the concert on my mushroom. So maybe that was... No, I remembered it. I wanted to remember all of it. My brain was like take in every moment of this i will say that like it's not an event i would have enjoyed or gone to but the amount of fun that you and shelly and Liv look like you're having i'm like that looks like a lot of fun i wish i could go to that like it was the it looked really cool you would have had a lot of fun it was yeah i mean i just gotten really high and just like hung out <laughs> yeah it was a blast i miss it every day <laughs> i've gotten very into um this guy his name's darren brown do you know who Darren Brown is? The mentalist? Yes. Oh my God. Go on. I'm obsessed with him. Like, I mean, I just want to know how to do it in a way that will make it work for comedy. And I don't think it's possible. <laughs> what does he do again? Can you give can you give our freaks a rundown? Um, so Darren Brown's like uh initially he was like he does like he he can do magic, like you know, up close magic or whatever, but more impressively, it he has the ability to quote unquote read people's minds and he's not reading their minds he's reading their body language and influencing the way they think with what he says and does so it's it's just like dark psychology but it's really cool and i've just been watching like everything he's done and then like he's gotten into like bigger things that are more of like um almost like jury duty like something staged where everybody's in on it but the one person so he'll be like, can you make somebody feel so guilty they admit to a murder that didn't even happen? Stuff like that. That's cool. My brother's really into that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. There definitely are things to do. I feel like every time I crowd work, I'm kind of doing that, you know, and I'm like, what do you do for a living? And they're like, uh, I'm a doctor. And I'm like, doctor, suck on these nuts. I kind of <laughs> feel like I'm influencing. No, there definitely are things like... uh like Mike Birbiglia does, um, he's like trained in NLP, I'm pretty sure, which is uh, like, which involves, it has like hypnotism in, in that. 
and there's things he does in his special where like he keeps going the one with the carpet on the ground where like yeah. he keep he has like physical anchors where jokes are so it, and like I think that's like meant to like make like to remind kind of like subconsciously get people to laugh harder that's what I want that's yes. that's the that's the usage I would like of that because I've seen people who do the little tricks the clicking and the whatever on stage you know what I mean like there is one guy in Atlanta. I'll type his name to you because I don't. Yes. I, I doubt he listens. This is the best. I love when we type names. I doubt he listens, but we have a couple little shit talkers that listen. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Who, you oh, probably wait, never worked with name. Them. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Like old school Atlanta. I think he does Whoa. the punchline. What would you do sometimes. if I just read the name out loud? Okay, sorry. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I would edit it. I mean, I don't really care, but yeah. like. Chris and I always noticed he had some stuff he would do where it was like, these aren't funny jokes, but people are laughing because he's doing like little like, like a little click or something like it was weird. Like clicking a clicker? Like his fingers or like his mouth, like being like. Yeah, that's that's you could do that. You could do something, a touch, a chair, put something down. There are things like that. So like, I mean, and also that makes it feel inauthentic and not like real stand-up comedy, but I like the idea of it, but somebody, and the thing that changed my mind was I was watching like an interview. Somebody asked him the question, like, is there a way to incorporate this in other forms of artistry, acting, et cetera? And he goes, well, this is kind of just a performance in itself. So like my best advice would be put on a good performance. And I'm like, no give me the easy answer yeah give me the easy answer give me an herbal supplement to take but one of the things he talks about is like the um the stories we tell ourselves so it's like if the story you're telling yourself is that this joke never works for a crowd like this then that story will be true Mm, yeah so I think that's more important so I've been trying to like think about that and then like Maria Bamford always is like before her set she's like you know set your intentions and so I feel like be between like set your intentions and then like just be like confident and like just be a little bit of a con man and be like mm-hmm. these are great jokes um I feel like that that has honestly helped like the last few sets I've had I think that's unbelievably powerful I mean I think confidence on stage is kind of like so much like 80 percent of it mm-hmm I do before I go on stage I am um, I touch my like my knuckle because I have like it makes me feel I don't know I it, like I do that and I center myself and I, I try to get in a mindset like the feelings I have had at certain points in my life when I feel really confident smart funny hot like I I try to get in that space nice I like and that. luckily I just always feel like that so well because it's true but um, ding, kidding, guys. <laughs> I don't always feel like that. All right. If you have to, if I have to be real here for a second, or my friends honest. died in a plane accident <laughs> when I was sixteen years old, and I was the pilot. Um, <laughs> uh, I I forgot one show this week because it was so fucking forgettable. <laughs> like the best part. Okay, so I also have a new joke that nobody likes. Yes. Uh, and I tried it. Uh, at this show, it was like on Sunset Strip. Is that what it's called? Sunset Boulevard by Boulevard. the comedy store. And I get there. They don't No shows. St- I've already complained about this. No show starts on time in L.A. Get that out of your head. They're all starting 30 minutes late. Wake up. 30? Many or thir- as many as 30 minutes late. And is anyone in the audience at that point? So at this particular show, n- not really. Like, okay. I also 
this is the great thing that I discovered coming back out of quarantine when there was like 8,000 new Atlanta open micers like scuttling around the dynamic El Dorado <laughs> and roll call was that to me, they are not comedians. No offense to me. They are people I don't know. So that means they're just like any other audience. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even trying to be mean. It was just like, if I, if I don't recognize you as a comedian, the pressure's off me to like, I can probably make you laugh either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and so like, there wasn't hardly any people there, but I didn't know who was comics, who wasn't the host was bad. The first person was bad. Like it was just a bad, like maybe they're funny in other situations. So the host had a bad set. I shouldn't say they were bad. The host had a bad set. The yeah. first person had a bad set. Then it kind of picked up a guy did like a lot of one-liners and like, okay. that's easier to follow. So I was just paying attention to that. And I was like, I wanted to do my like little, like, uh, what has been going on through the night? Can I write jokes about it? That always, that always centers me. Mm -hmm. so I had one joke because the host was talking about how uh, cancers, the gym, the the sign, kill more. There, there's a lot of murderers that are cancers. Well, that is just unfortunate. And I don't know if that's a false premise. The girl was just yeah. saying that like she had the same birthday as like three murderers, and I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Um, and so I went on stage and I was like, I'm a cancer too. Um, I would like to kill, but I fear that won't happen this evening. And so that was <laughs> that was fine. That's funny. Um, and then I went, I don't know how to feel about, um, being on an all white lineup on Juneteenth and that, that got the audience on the little bit of audience on my side. Great. Also, um, in, also that's crazy. <laughs> isn't that an, ins I mean, there's a, I think there's like two Hispanic people on the show, but they both laughed as hard as all the white people. So I was like, that's you guys get what I'm saying. Like everybody gets so what's happening. Um, the line that nobody likes, and I really, maybe you can help me with this is uh men have been men men always tell me i look really <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't see this but every time katie said men her men meant her um her head got more and more vertical or more, more horizontal <laughs> men all... so i go uh men always tell me how good i look when i'm buying cigarettes and it's not like to me <laughs> to me it is remarkable because it is the only time men tell me how good i look <laughs> hmm. should i start with that should I, should I go should i be concerned that the only time men tell me i look good is when i'm buying cigarettes yeah i would That's start better? like that okay and then maybe go into why that could be is it because you're the only woman buying a cigarette amongst the seven armenian men i don't know no they're always shocked at my age but like if when they were... see the ID, is it the man you're buying cigarettes from? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, that's that's different. I thought you just meant men in the store while you're buying it. That's funnier. Like if men were like swooning, they're like, "She's not 16." <laughs> but they're used to seeing such wretched hags that I look good in comparison to them. I think is the point, but it's rude. It's a rude joke about me. No, <laughs> let me, let me think. I think it needs to be, it's not super clear, right? I, I didn't understand what you were saying right <gasps> oh, away. Oh, okay. I thought you meant men in the store, which also is funny. That is funny. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe I'll sit down and try to like, I like, you're the out. hottest, you're the hottest cigarette smoker. <laughs> That's You're a, you're a 10, in, in the circle outside to go smoke, <laughs> in the smoke circle, you at the 10. I'm the 10. I'm the 10, baby. I That's did one line to work last night where i go too poor for burbank too pretty for glendale and the people <laughs> in glendale loved it 
that's very funny no i think that's good i used to say something about how um i i think i'm pretty but i th i think i'm pretty but not like supermodel pretty i think i'm like second hottest employee at this chipotle <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like that but, i heard one joke this week and i was like so mad that i didn't write it because it's like once you hear it you're like oh it's such a good joke that it's off like it's very much my style but it was this chick named uh bailey i think and she goes despite what you see before you i'm actually very pretty and i was like fuck <laughs> that's the, that's a joke that's really that's good so joke. funny yeah i enjoyed that a lot I say keep trying the cigarette. I like it. I liked hearing you say, men often tell me. Men! I kind of turned like, into Cody Hughes a little bit. I, go, I like the only time I ever get cat called is when I'm buying cigarettes. <laughs> Maybe because it's the clearest way to tell a man, hey, I am at least, I am not 16. I am not 16. But if I looked so good, why do you need to see my ID? I look too good. They want to get more information. They want to get your address. Well, good thing I have only a North Carolina ID and a Georgia ID that I alternate showing to people. Ooh, the fun little game for yourself. Yeah, I just pull one out and I go, well, here you go. And I have a California ID. Yes. We got Let's switch. trade. <laughs> you, Rooney. You, can, you can drive in Georgia with my ID. Nobody will have to know. You just <laughs> All you got to do is uh, bleach your hair and shave the side of it and you are going to be on the road in no time girlfriend. all i gotta do is bleach my hair shave my vagina and <laughs> they won't even know the difference that's right listeners bet y'all didn't know katie's like a baby i'm like a baby down there and i don't wear pants or underwear when i drive and she is so hot when she buys cigarettes not when she smokes them she eats them like a gopher but when she buys them <laughs> Hey, yummy, 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 yummy. Oh, well, this has been a delight. I have to go delight. to an open mic soon. I'm gonna look try. at you, a daytime uh, mic. Ugh, it is in Glendale, so that'll be great. I should go. Do you do since you're new to LA? Do you do it open mics? Are you doing new jokes or like tried and true jokes? Um, well, I don't really. I didn't really have any new jokes until like this week. So I've been, yeah, I was just doing like, why is that your first question? And then like gun show shit. That's good. Mostly. Yeah. And when's your second album come out? My album comes out uh, the day this, this podcast drops, which is next Friday, the June 30th. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm a little apprehensive um, because I don't want anybody to be disappointed ever, you know, if they mm -hmm. spend their hard earned money. Um, I will I I mean I put I've been feeling very guilty I put this on a post too I was like there are some older bits they are better now than they were on the first album but if you think it is going to be a full album of jokes you've never heard you've heard some of these jokes on the other album I just the whole act works better together and it was like being filmed for video so like I feel like I have to explain that to people and maybe I shouldn't care I wouldn't worry about it okay I mean, I this, I think it's a very human thing, but I know it's hilarious and the jokes are, they're different. And I mean, I would, I listened to Queen of the Castle so many times. So <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to listening to the re-release, honestly, of that. Yeah. So the re-release, I don't even know if the re-release is going to be available for anybody, but Sirius XM, but the uh... double, double feature has the best jokes from Queen of the Castle okay, on great. it. Plus all the gun show, all the 
Lakinta Picanio, all the favorites you've come to know and memorize. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm very. Are you going to do anything to celebrate? Uh, no. And that's the difference between Katie and I. Katie doesn't tell anyone, goes off to record it, doesn't celebrate. If that were me, you would have known about it for a year and I'd be having a week long album celebration party. <laughs> well, you should for like for your first album, you should. I feel like this album was very much like I had it set up, then my house got shot up and then oh, I had yeah. to do a thousand other things while I was like going to Portland to rec- like it wasn't it wasn't the joy of my life. <laughs> I remember. So, I remember the the clothes fiasco. The clothes fiasco. Yeah, everything was bad. And so <laughs> now I've got some clothes from Zoomies at the Glendale Galleria. I saw you in a boomerang. I saw you in your cute little um cardigan. I really liked it. Hell yeah. Oh, I finally got the other jacket. I'll have to take a picture of it and show Please you. Please send. Please yes. Send. Well, I'll let you get to your mic. Thank you. I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. I'm going to go see um, Rachel Feinstein tonight. Feinstein? <gasps> Feinstein? Oh, nice. At the Atlanta Underground. She's so mm-hmm. funny. I know. I love her. I'm very excited. Hell and yeah. Holly's going to just get me in. So Nice. Don't eat the food. Um, <laughs> I will not. Long callback. Um, <laughs> all right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye, freaks. Bye, freaks. What you say? What that mean? I don't know. Baby